I want to talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Yeah, it's interesting. Rough Greens didn't really come along in uh, either of my two older dogs' lives until you know they were older. And it was you could see the improvement when they started taking Rough Greens. Uh, but I also have a new dog who's only a year old, and it's like I think it's I'm really excited to be able to get her started on Rough Greens early, right? Like you know, early in life to be able to get all these nutrients and not uh, not not you know the the bad dog dad I guess I was for the first 17 years of Miles' life. Uh, Rough Greens is great. It's not a dog food; it's a supplement you could sprinkle on the dog food. It is chock full of vitamins and minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, really you name it. Anything that's healthy for your dog is probably in Rough Greens. And most dogs love it. They're going to go crazy for it. Uh, I know both of ours uh, certainly have. So uh, make sure to go get some. Make your dog. Don't don't be the, the bad dog dad that I was, I guess, for so many years. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. It's R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you a little bit about what is going on with cancel culture and the violence that is coming to our streets. What? 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 What is it they don't understand? Well, apparently, a lot. Well, we got a lesson and clarification for the left on where we stand and why we stand in 60 seconds. So when you're trying to do something complicated and difficult, maybe it's even a little scary, it's nice to have a partner, somebody who will not only be there, but be there for you when you need it. I can't tell you how many times I've noticed this when you you buy or sell a home. That is the biggest, the biggest decision financially you will probably ever make. Well, who do you trust? Well, we have went out and we've searched for the people that we feel are the best real estate agents in your area. We've looked all over the country. We've got about, I think, a thousand or two thousand agents now. We cap it at that because we really watch these people very, very closely. And they are the people with the best practices and the best track records. And quite honestly, the people who kind of think like us, they're all fans of the show. Uh, While that's not required, it is, I think, kind of important to know what your head is telling you. I don't want to walk around, oh, don't say master bedroom, you bigot. No, I... uh, Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. We Just tell us where you're moving, where you're selling, where you're buying, and we'll help you find the right real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay, so there is uh, there's so much going on today, um, especially with with cancel culture. 
um, that I think it's important that we kind of have a reset and we we talk about um, what we believe and how we're handling ourselves. Uh, coming up later today, uh, Michael Knowles is going to be with us, but there is there is an attack on uh, Matt Walsh, Michael Knowles, the the Daily Wire, things I haven't seen well ever. I don't think um, the violence. I believe somebody's going to get killed um, if. Pray for everybody at the Daily Wire and everybody who does this job, because the left has ratcheted up a notch. They yesterday hacked into Matt Walsh's email. They took 20 years of his email and they're just going to start releasing it. By the way, at 20 years ago, he was 16. So I'm guessing there's going to be some crazy things in his email and who hasn't changed in 20 years. Uh, they are threatening the security that has to be around all of us that do these jobs now is becoming uh, incomprehensible. Most people who do this job do not make the kind of money that can afford security. So they either live in fear and in risk of being killed or they shut their mouths. Well, luckily, there's enough uh, people like you and me that won't shut our mouths. The left is the left is so infuriating. Let's start with the Bud Light debacle. If they understood, if they just try to understand what we're saying, uh they would understand a couple of things. We're not, we're not after anybody. We're not threatening anybody. Uh, but we've had enough. Tolerance and acceptance is really no longer possible because we are so far apart from each other. We have nothing in common. See, what, what brought us together, our e pluribus unum, was an idea and that idea is all based on the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. Okay? That's it. We always disagreed with each other. We celebrated the differences. Okay? Diversity was something that we got back in the 60s. We got it. We were making great progress on physical diversity. Great progress. That's gone. Now, you're trying to limit the key to the individual, and that is intellectual and spiritual diversity. It's either your way or the highway. And I don't mean the highway like, beat it, kid. I mean, they're going to put you in the center of the highway, and they're going to run over you with a truck. Look at the violent obsession with Donald Trump. Really, all they had to do was either ignore him or the scariest thing would have been to side with him. Bring him in. Oh, Donald, you're the greatest. He, he wouldn't have been that big of a problem. But they went after him with 
everything. They're sick. They're really sick people. It is time we start defining many people on the left as mentally ill. That's what's so annoying is we're blamed for their sickness. No, I have nothing to do with your sickness. I have nothing to do with your sickness. The attack on Matt Walsh. Matt's account was hacked last night. Ben Shapiro pointed out after the past few months, my friend Matt Walsh has been threatened to the extent that he's had to have full time security at his home to protect his family. Now he's been hacked. The tolerant and diverse and kind crowd are celebrating, of course. I've said this for a very long time. They self-diagnose whatever they accuse you of doing they are doing okay they accuse us of every crime they ever commit and that is a consistent trait of theirs their moral relativism is so frustrating to deal with and that's where we really kind of separate there seems to be moral relativism and also a complete disregard for the facts of history and individual cases. The left's response from, you know, Bud Light, why, why would you, if you were just a regular bear, a beer drinker and you weren't loyal to Bud because it's just another light beer and you were a, you know, blue collar, red state kind of person, why would you go buy Budweiser when they've just slapped you across the face? And quite honestly, slapped your wife across the face. That's not a woman. Sorry, he's not a woman. And if you decide to define women and, and hold that woman up and say, that's, that's the epitome of a woman. She should have her face on a can of beer. Then I'm going to find another beer. What, what is wrong with that? That's not cancel culture. That's an individual choice. Stu said it perfectly on Monday. The, the New York Times article, they achieved a gaslighting that I didn't even think was possible. And in the next breath, they claim that transgender activists don't exist. They claim that transgender activists are under attack. Wait a minute. Which is it? They don't exist or they're under attack. Other times they admit that they do exist, but they only blame us for their existence. Okay, I, I've, I've just had enough. I don't think I'm much different than the average person. I didn't get into this job to be this guy, to be a political activist. I'd like to have my life. Okay, I'd like to do the things I want to do. I'd like to have the opportunities to do the things that I know I can do. And I know others would join me, for instance, Paramount Pictures. I had a deal with them. Van Jones and Color of Change got that canceled. Well, I, I, I didn't think you guys were doing that. I just like to live my life. And whether I'm successful or not successful would be up to me. Can't, do I have something of value to say to the society? If all of this stuff didn't happen, I don't know if I would have been a success. I just happened to have this point of view and I'm not going to shut up about it. But I don't want to be an activist. 
I, 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 I want nothing to do with it. I, 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 I mock community organizers. Much to my shame now, we shouldn't have mocked those guys. But I don't want to be a symbol. I don't want to be a martyr. I don't want to be anything of the sort. I don't think anybody on the right does. I just want to live in a truth in a world that has verifiable truth that you are allowed to question the truth and the mob or the government is not the final arbiter of truth. The facts are I want to live in a world that has verifiable truth, has equal justice where it doesn't matter if it's my son who's a drug addict hooking up with hookers and making deals with the Chinese, if my son were doing that, he should go to jail. But so should the president's son. So truth, real justice, and dare I say the American way, which is, don't, do not be confused, the American way is that we have certain inalienable rights. And among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And a few more are outlined in the Bill of Rights. And if they're not mentioned there, that doesn't mean they don't exist. That's, 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 all, I, that's all I want. That's all I want. But I'm sorry, leftist. I'm sorry, transgender people. You force me to stand up because this can't continue. You, you try to make, uh, write this, this play in your own mind that none of this is new or even controversial. Like, like this has been happening the whole time. Suddenly they needed something to complain about. And so the right wing stood up and said, hey, let's get those uh, transgender people that are reading stories to our kids in the third grade. Let's attack them like that was normal. That was not happening. None of this stuff was happening. And they don't seem to ever have to try to make their case. They just do it and then call you names if you disagree. Let me ask you, this transgender stuff, where is the research that shows that this is healthy for children? Where's the research? I'll tell you where the research is. Nowhere to be found in America, but you can find it in France and England and Sweden and Finland because those guys were on the same train. And now research is being done and they're like, get off this train. This is dangerous for our kids. The reality is so simple. I don't care if you're transgender. I don't care. I don't. The left started coming for our kids. There have been trans shows since the beginning of time. Everything that Shakespeare ever wrote was, was done by men and trans women because women couldn't perform. There have been drag shows, drag queens, trans shows forever. But nobody was forced to say that that is a woman by science. No, no, there's no science that says that. None, none. There have been strip clubs forever. Many Americans go to strip clubs. I don't. 
I think there's many more Americans that don't go to strip clubs. They don't think that it's necessarily moral, but we don't attack strippers. What's the difference? I thought we hated all women. Women strippers. Well, we should go get them, right? Because we hate women and we hate people who have different morals than us. So why isn't there just strippers being clubbed by church members all over the world? Okay. Because we are tolerant. In fact, too tolerant. You don't threaten strippers or attack strippers. Now, if strippers overnight, all of a sudden, were in almost all of our schools doing pole dances in third grade, I think we might have a problem with that. The people who have been silent on strip clubs might start to talk about strippers and strip clubs. And they would wonder, uh, how, is, how is this good for the children? And if those strippers said, oh, stop it, you just hate strippers. No, we would say, this isn't good for our children. We'd question why all of this all of a sudden. And parents would object. And just like now, some would not dare, I say. Some would say, this is good physical exercise. We should have it in PE for first graders. At least that argument would have some, very flimsy, but some scientific evidence. Drag shows for kids have no benefit for the kids or society. They deny this. More in, in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens would like to give you a free bag. Your dog, I think, is going to love this. And you are going to see, you put Rough Greens on his dog food, the supplements, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, the probiotics that your dog needs. You put this on his food, and I think you're going to see a, a real massive difference. At least I did in Uno. A massive difference in my dog over the next uh, 12 months. You'll see it, I think, in, with your dog. But they want to make sure your dog likes it and you find it beneficial and your dog will eat it. They're going to send you the first bag free. Special deal. Just pay for the shipping. That's it. Go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, RoughGreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33, RoughGreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I have to tell you, um, it is truly amazing what they want you to believe. Notice Dylan Mulvaney uses girlhood, not womanhood, girlhood. The fact that this 26-year-old man wants to be viewed as a girl is exactly the thing that I think kind of pisses some people off, you know? It's like, uh, you're, what, do you, what, what do you mean? Why, why as a man do you want to be a little girl? They love to accuse us of imagining everything. They call us transphobic when we provide examples. And there are so, so, so many examples just off the top of my head. There's the Blues Clues transgender parade. When did that happen? The bearded woman wearing demon horns that is now a part of Sesame Street. 
the influx of LGBTQ characters in every major Disney adventure. I'm just talking about the stuff for kids, let alone. Have you tried to watch TV? If you are trying to hold back the sea of insanity, you can't do it. They attack us repeatedly, our values. And then when we say, please stop, they leap backwards, fall on the ground like we've hit them with a car. And they're like, you're trying to murder me. No, you're manuf- manufacturing crisis after crisis. And your partner in crime is the extreme media. And in the next breath, they disregard our concerns and accuse us of engaging in cancel culture. Wait, what? The right has always been the one that never boycotts. It's part of our problem. We never say boo. You boycott everything. Everything. No, 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 no. We're the ones. Okay, so the the New York Times, the editorial board announced America has a free speech problem. Washington Post said conservatives have long embraced cancel culture. We have? It's it's popular? Really? So wait, you're blaming white religious conservatives for inventing cancel culture. When did we invent that? The 1640s? Salem witch trials? Uh, I, I mean, yes, in the 1950s. Christians stood in defense of Judeo-Christian values because they thought it would lead to a culture that looks a lot like this one. If I would have said to you in 1960, let alone four years ago, we're replacing God with drag queen story hours in our school, you would have called me a conspiracy theorist. But I couldn't have done that. Because I would have never thought of that because that was too crazy. No, no, no. It's normal. No, no, it's normal. No, it's not. No, it's not. In America, it's time to just stand up and quietly, peacefully just say, no, no, not going to do it. You are in the majority. This has nothing to do with transgenderism. This has everything to do with your child or grandchild the glenn back program okay there are a lot of good things going on in florida these days one of them is the let us do good village in land of lakes land of lakes uh, has a planned series of communities through the, the tunnel to towers foundation of about a hundred homes set up by the tunnel to towers uh, for gold star families these are families that have lost their police officer mom or dad, their uh, firefighting mom or dad, or their military mom or dad, all in the line of duty. The first thing that happens if a family loses uh, a, a first responder or a military member in active duty, the first thing that Tunnel to Towers tries to do is take away their mortgage if they have one. Give the family stability so they don't also have to move. Now they're building a village. If they want to move, you can live in the same community 
with other people and other families like yours. It's great. Let us do Good Village, the first of many communities like it. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two T, dot org. And you can still head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. When is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? And, you know, by checked, I mean made sure that it's still in your name and not in the name of some criminal. It's called home title theft, and it's real. It's a nightmare. We were talking about hacking and all this other stuff that can go on earlier today. Well, your home's title is online, too. And once a criminal accesses and forges your signature, it is a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells it out from underneath you. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? I'm guessing your answer might be like, I don't know, never, maybe when I bought the house. That's no good if you've been there for a while. Uh, The folks over at Home Title Lock demonstrated to me how online criminals can get you. In just a few minutes, they were able to find the title to my home and forge my signature and show me all the documentation they would need to steal my home. Now, this is just a simulation, thankfully, um, but a cyber thief could own the home and I, I could be out living under a bridge somewhere. Home Title Lock uh, helps shut this kind of thing down. It's what they do. They do it better than anyone else. It's not the kind of thing you want to be thinking about, but it is a major piece of your security, especially with everything online now. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, find out for free with a sign up and get 30 days of risk-free protection when you use the promo code BACK at HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BACK at HomeTitleLock.com. Protect your home's title with Home Title Lock. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is Beck. Starship has just blasted off. SpaceX Starship. This is the most powerful rocket ever built we the world has not seen a rocket even close to this size since the apollo missions this is a day that no one will remember where they were when starship blasted off for the first time but your kids will ask you you didn't see it where where were you when that happened? No one has any concept of how important this is. Look at that thing. It is huge. What'd you say? Our next major activity is going to be shut down of the first stage. Houston tracking station. From Texas. I wonder if you could go outside and see it at all in Florida. You can see the launches from across the state. When Starship separates, we light up six engines in a staggered sequence. And if all goes Look well, it. those six engines will burn for almost six and a half minutes. Onboard view from Starship. And there's views of the Raptor engines on the second stage as we prepare for stage separation. Now, after stage separation, the first stage will flip and begin a boost back maneuver for landing in the Gulf. This Continuing to fly, two minutes, 40 seconds. Let's get ready for main engine cutoff. 
cutoff. Beginning the flip for stage separation. All automated. Flipping. So now it can come back and have a somewhat controlled landing. They're not going to land this one. It is going to go into the Gulf, but somewhat controlled landing. So now you have separation. So the the space module, if you will, is now... Uh, As of right now, we are awaiting stage separation. Where Starship should separate from oh, I the thought Super it Heavy had. Booster. What is that maneuver? I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, Kate, right now it looks like we saw the start of the flip, but obviously we're seeing from the ground cameras the entire Starship stack continuing to rotate. We should have had separation by now. Uh -oh. Obviously, uh -oh. this is uh, does not appear to be a nominal situation. Yeah, it does appear to be spinning, but I do want to remind everyone that everything after clearing the tower was icing on the cake. Oh, Wait, was So wait, so wait, it just blew up. Yeah, that certainly seemed to be planned. Yeah, but doesn't that seem counterintuitive? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, counterintuitive is a good word. I mean, I think when you put people on there, you won't say, oh, it blew up. <laughs> yeah! I don't, I don't understand. Okay, so the reason why this is so important, and it'll become more important when it actually goes to the moon and returns and then the next step is with people. Um, this gives the, us the ability to launch things into space at a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the cost. Okay. This is the first step to a moon base. This is the first step to Star Trek. This is the first step to a base, a permanent base on the moon where we can make our own fuel Go up, get everybody up there, build gigantic ships because you won't have to take them out of our atmosphere anymore. So you can build gigantic ships, fuel them on the moon, and head on out. That's 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 the reason <laughs> head why. Head on out? Like anywhere, really. You'd be yeah. able to explore in, a, in ways that we You're, haven't they're going conceived to, the, of, really. They are going to use nuclear power. I would imagine, uh, up on the moon. And they will build these ships to be a nuclear power plant. I mean, things go oh, wrong. Environmentalists will shut that down. You can't, really? have, you can't have nuclear power. What about the moon's environment? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so they will, they will build it to be nuclear powered or some other sustainable, you know, constantly renewable kind of uh, energy. Once you put that up on the moon and you get all the components and you build something, you can be constant voyagers. Hmm. Wow. I mean, because I, I don't follow this stuff at all. I, I really don't. I mean, I know I, every time Elon Musk, you know, launches something, it takes over Twitter for approximately two hours. And that's about my level of following it. But this is what's the innovation here? The innovation is the size. 
No, the innovation. Is this the biggest one ever built? Apparently, no, it's, or most powerful ever built. Yes, most powerful. This is bigger than the Saturn V that launched uh, Apollo. Um, the uh, the the way that it can come back. Those engines and everything else are so expensive. They just blew it up. Okay, <laughs> NASA used to just lose them in the in the water. Yeah. Okay. But you can't use them ever again. This is reusable. Not this one. Not this one. <laughs> so it's reusable. Yeah. So you can just refuel it. And it is it is able to have a turnaround of like three hours. So it could launch things into space. One of them could launch something into space, come back down, land on the platform, refuel, reload, put another payload on it, relaunch again. Okay, that's 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 you've never had that. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, Apollo 13, it was the anniversary, I think, of Apollo 13 making it back to Earth um, this week. And uh, Apollo 13, I mean, they there is no there's no help coming. You're stranded on the moon. You're stranded on the moon. You're in space. You're in space. Um, Up until we had the space station, we have to if there's something wrong, we can hitch a ride with another country to get up into space, but we don't have the ability to launch overnight. Here, let's go. This does. This will take um, what it costs per pound. I don't know what it used to cost, but it was really expensive, really expensive per pound in the tens of thousands of dollars. You, you launch a satellite, you're paying a lot of money per pound. Okay. Per pound or probably per ounce? It's, it's per ounce, but per pound. Um, let's just say that per ounce, I, I'm making this number up, but it just let's just say it was in the tens of thousands because I'm not sure where that goes. It's now like, I think like 20, hang on, I looked up what the current or what the price will be, what they're projecting. Uh, it'll be 57 cents per ounce. <laughs> That's a savings. That's yeah. a, that's a savings. Yeah, I can't even ship mail at that rate. I at know. This point. <laughs> I know. So now you can take all of the infrastructure that you need up to the moon at a reasonable price. Changes everything. This is hmm. this is a remarkable day. I was just listening to uh, the uh, All In podcast with David Sachs and his friends. Yeah, and they have been on this AI. Uh, rant for the last couple of weeks and these guys are really really smart and it's weird because it feel i feel like they're just discovering some of this stuff like wow it's really changing things quickly like yeah and today last week they were saying we should have some sort of government regulation and david sachs and a couple others were like no 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 uh i don't think it's you know it's too soon and one of the other guys said too soon. What are we waiting for? What do we wait at the at the rate of change? What are we waiting a month? And in uh, this week, it started with one of the guys going, OK, it's time now. We have to have regulation. That was seven days. The reason why I said it is yesterday, yesterday, somebody put a chat bot onto a task to be a personal assistant and the things that it can do, it's everything in your life. Everything in your life. The things that it can do, because it reached out 
to other bots and then started saying, oh, I uh, I need to send letters and organize mail. That bot, you can do it. No, no human was involved. Uh, I got to go find that technology. Oh, I can get it here. So that's part of it. I need airline booking. There's another bot here. I got it here. And it it created itself. That was yesterday. And David Sachs said, uh, we are we used to measure um, giant leaps in years or decades. For instance, how many years did it take to go from version one of the iPhone to version two? It's been out since 2007. What are we up to? Version 11? 13 or 14? Okay. It's been around 13 or 14. He said, we used to measure in decades, then in years. We now are measuring in weeks and days. And I said out loud as I was listening to them, it's about to become ours. It will become major uh, improvements, major discoveries, major advances in technology in hours. You will, we are going to have a time where something like we just saw, the you know, spaceship lifting off, will be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's what, that, that just happened. The next day, we won't be talking about it. And not because there's some political scandal, but because there's something even more incredible the next day. We're just at the beginning. You are living in the most remarkable time of human history right now. You want to be you want to be positive about things. I mean, you know, there's really things you really you will worry about, you know, as we cross that bridge uh, and that bridge is coming sooner than anybody thinks. But uh, right now, the possibility is truly endless. You're about to think it and it becomes we, we are two years away from there's no Pixar. You don't need Pixar. You'll be able to go, I love the Simpsons. Hey, uh, have Bart comment on this and, and Homer, he has this point of view on this topic of today's news. Enter. Done. You got a half hour Simpsons episode. Okay. It's going to change everything. Everything. Because that's just the entertainment side. That's not the side that's making, you know, Billions and billions and trillions of dollars. Whole world's about to change. It's really exciting. Back in just a minute. Exciting is one word for it. Uh, I have to. I have to show you something. I had a conversation with AI today, hmm. and I uh, don't know if I'm going to have time to do it today. I might just have to post it at glenbeck.com. Um, but I had a very fascinating conversation with AI, uh, and uh, it's just it's, it's just eye opening. It's just eye-opening. Anyway, let me tell you about Blinds.com this summer. How would you like it if you could do something to your windows, to your home, that have a positive impact on how it looks, save a ton of money in that change, but also save a ton of money on air conditioning? Good news. You can do that with Blinds.com. Blinds.com is the easiest way to get the job done. Easy, easy, easy. Click on installation at checkout. That's as hard as it gets. 
or you can do it yourself. Now, it doesn't matter if there's one window or a hundred windows. It's one price. So I suggest you do as many windows as you can. Just click on installation. You can do it yourself if you want to. You can you know, pick everything out or you can use one of their design experts all for free. Splines.com covered 25 million windows and counting. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to blinds.com, save 45% now off selected products. 45% off selected products now at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, I said that this was uh, such an exciting time, and it is. It is an exciting time, but it also has not yet been written, and we don't know how it is going to develop. Uh, Today, I started my conversation with AI today. Tell me what in the next 12 months, two years, and 10 years is going to happen, how it's going to change people's lives, and give me the best and the worst scenarios, uh, most likely scenarios. 12 months, enhanced natural language understanding, AI models like ChatGPT4 will continue to improve, blah, blah, blah. Improved uh, healthcare diagnostics, AI could be used quickly to accurately diagnose diseases or analyze any imagery, potentially saving lives. Enhanced cybersecurity, AI may be used to detect and respond to cyber threats more effectively, protecting sensitive data and digital infrastructure. That's 12 months. Two years, autonomous vehicles, widespread adoption of self-driving cars. Two years, AI-assisted education, personalized AI tutors will teach children. Two years. In two years, AI-generated content, AI-generated art, music, literature could become more prevalent, changing the creative landscape. Ten years, AI-enhanced human cognition, brain-computer interfaces. Ten years. AI-driven scientific discovery. AI could help solve very complex scientific problems, leading to major breakthroughs in medicine, climate change, space exploration. Then general AI. The development of artificial general intelligence could lead machines that could perform any intellectual task that a human can do. Now, it had positive, but it also said, you know, job uh, displacement are the negative most likely um, effects, uh, privacy concerns, AI bias and discrimination, an AI arms race, and loss of control of AI. Oh. Well, I like the fact that it can read x-rays faster. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. I want to tell you about a movie that Stu refuses to see. I do? Yeah, I mean, well, I've heard, see it. I've heard, you know, you're in it, so that, right. that was well, I my I play first. a very small role. That's it. true. I've heard the rest of the movie is very good. It is. It is, actually. Yeah. I do kind of throw it off. <laughs> no, but, it's not. I've but, heard that. But uh, uh, what is it? Are you, are you uh, a devil worshiper? Are you... Well, if I was a devil worshiper, I might want to go see this movie. It's a portrayal, right, of, of, of a demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it would be interesting to me if I was a devil worshiper. Have you seen it? 
I have seen it. Oh, so maybe you're the devil worshiper. <laughs> uh, go see uh, Nefarious, uh, written by our friend and uh, uh, Steve Dace. It, it was a book that he released a few uh, years ago. It's kind of a modern, updated uh, C.S. Lewis screw tape letters. Uh, it's called Nefarious. Just released in theaters. Buy your tickets at whoisnefarious.com. Whoisnefarious.com. All right. Glenn Greenwald, a million questions for him. Coming up next. Disturbing story that you might not have heard that has uh, come out about the Biden administration, the Department of Justice, just charged four members of the African People's Socialist Party. So this is, I'm just assuming a, you know, a leftist, you know, BLM style that I have nothing in common with kind of group. Okay, what were they arrested for? for conspiring to act as agents of Russia by using speech and political actions in the way the DOJ says is uh, weaponized. Wait, 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 what? They're from Florida and Missouri. They were doing the bidding, according to the DOJ, of Russia by standing against the uh, Ukrainian war and Ukraine itself, how ex- exactly how when did we become the Soviet Union? When did that? When did we start for an opinion? Every single person in this audience should be standing with these people. We don't agree with them. I, I assume we don't agree with anything. I don't mean to assume your position, but. Uh, we all should agree on freedom of speech. Glenn Greenwald joins me on that and many other things coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. Might be a hard thing to face, but the simple truth is there are a lot of people out there who are both willing and able to steal from you. We've had cybercrime now for a long time, but with uh, AI chatbots, it's uh, the AI bots are going to change everything good and bad and you're going to see now cybercrime go into the double digits easily you're going to need somebody that is watching your back and also because you're not going to be able to keep up with it nobody is uh has a restoration team in case something does hack into your information no one can prevent all identity threats especially what's coming but join now lifelock bike norton is there to protect what's yours Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, save 25% off. 
Let's go to uh, Glenn Greenwald now. Hello, Glenn. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be with you. Thank you. Um, can, look, can we start with the uh, U.S. citizens that were charged with conspiring to uh, uh, to help Russia and hurt Ukraine? Yeah, absolutely. So it's an, I find it to be a, a quite, quite shocking indictment, and I think we have to realize it's part of this broader context that the Biden Justice Department, even before January 6th, when they were still in the transition, announced that a priority of theirs was a domestic war on terror to take all the tools that were used, that were used in the original war on terror against ISIS and al-Qaeda and repurpose them domestically against domestic enemies, which the U.S. security state now regards as the number one threat to American national security, not a foreign terrorist group not a foreign government, but American dissidents. And sometimes they're on the left, oftentimes on the right, but it's the same mindset, which is if you're really opposed to the establishment, meaning not that you support transgender Republicans like Lindsey Graham or Mitt Romney, that's all totally fine, or Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, that's fine too. Really outside of the establishment uh, orthodoxy, like these four American citizens are, they regard you as a criminal, and this prosecution is brought under a law that says if you're a foreign agent of a, another country, and in this case the accusation is Russia, you have to register with the Department of Defense because these four citizens were acting on behalf of Russia when criticizing the Obama administration, when opposing the war in Ukraine, when in, uh, condemning U.S. militarism in general that they were somehow acting as agents of the Kremlin, even though, Glenn, if you look at these people, these four defendants, they're very easily recognizable. These are true black leftist radicals. They're not the kind that joined the Democratic Party. They come from the tradition of, like, Marcus Garvey and Fred Hampton. Mm-hmm. The idea that they were saying anything they didn't believe because the Kremlin told them to, which is the requirement of the law, is preposterous, and it's designed to criminalize dissent. So where is the press on this? I mean, this is going after the left with, you know, when I saw this the other day, I saw that it's a a black activist socialist group. I thought, wait, wait, what is happening? Because that's more of a protected group from uh, the Biden administration. This should show that what people like you and I have been saying the whole time. No, no, no. They're you are a useful idiot. As long as you agree with them, they're fine, but they'll eat you the minute you disagree with them. Exactly. I think this is the key to realize about this faction is this faction is not, say, Al Sharpton or Jamal Bowman or Hakeem Jeffries, the kind of standard mainstream Democratic Party left that the Biden administration obviously loves and is comfortable with. These are real radicals. There used to be a real radical left movement in the United States. Mm-hmm. They were pretty menacing. The things like the Black Panthers. Yeah. They believe in the Second Amendment. They believe in the right to own guns. And these are not the kinds of black leftists that Democrats like. These are the ones they hate because they have a lot in common with right-wing populists, actually, about international organizations, about the war in Ukraine, about militarism, about the U.S. security state. They condemn all of that, and they hate Joe Biden. And these are real dissidents, even if you don't agree with them. And that's the problem is this prosecution is designed to criminalize dissent. So even if you're on the right, you're their counterparts on the right. This is something that should really alarm you. And again, where is the mainstream press? Why? Why? No. Why is there no defense 
why am I the one, you know, in the you know, more mainstream media that's going, hey, we need to support these guys. Where is where are the defenders of the First Amendment on the left? No, this is the, such a crucial question. I'm so glad you asked it. And I'm also very glad you're covering this as well. In censorship cases, you know, I have to say I report a lot on censorship and free speech. The tactic always is find somebody, either on the right or the left, yep. who is so dislikable, unlikable, that no one wants to defend their rights because you just don't want to get near them. So the first person they ban is Milo Yiannopoulos and then Alex Jones, knowing that even a lot of people on the right don't want to really have anything to do with those people. No mainstream Republican is going to defend Milo Yiannopoulos and Alex Jones. And then all of a sudden, you have this precedent that says that anytime they view your views as dangerous, they can ban you from the Internet. And then when it starts coming for the people you are more comfortable with, you have nothing to say because you've allowed this precedent to get implanted. Same here. No Democrat, mainstream Democrat, is going to stand up in defense of these people. Like I said, these are real hardcore black, black radicals. They hate the Democratic Party. And the hope is that allow, you allow this Justice Department prosecution to take place. These are four people. They won't have good lawyers. And now there will be a standard that further empowers the Justice Department to turn into felons anybody who is accused of being a dissident. Let me just say, for the purpose of accuracy, they found, you know, $2,000 here, $500 there, maybe $10,000 over five years that they claim emanated from the Russian government. But the U.S. State Department says that Russia, China, Iran are tyrannical because they count as foreign agents anybody who receives American funding. We fund opposition groups in Russia, China, Iran all the time. And the position of the U.S. government is you're not really a foreign agent unless you're saying things that the government Oh, the foreign government tells you to say, you know, people like lobbyists mm. on King Street who get paid by dictators. These are people who are saying what they believe for decades. They, they're, they're completely organic, but because they have, you know, a $2,500 check to an event that they organized, they claim nominated from the Russian government. Now they want to turn them into felons. Exactly what we say Russia, China, and Iran does that make them so despotic. So this is actually a chance for the uh, constitutionalist right to actually stand up and make this an issue because we have nothing in common with these people. And I, I don't want anyone silenced anyone. Um, and this is a chance for us to stand up and do what the press will never do for somebody on the right. They should have stood up with Alex Jones and said, we don't like the guy. We don't like the guy, but he has a right to say what he's going to say. Um, the same thing we should be now doing on this side, because, A, it'll just confuse the hell out of them. And it will show that we we right. actually have principles behind what we say. You have to have principles behind what you say. Otherwise, what it seems like you're saying is just kind of a special pleading for your own allies. And I'm really glad to hear, to hear that, because as you know, as well as anybody, Glenn, it is very common for people on the right to be accused of being Russian agents. That yeah. is probably the go-to accusation by establishment liberals and kind of the never crumbling of the Republican Party that accuses everybody who disagrees with them of being a Kremlin agent, of serving the Russian government. And if you now have got to, to the, uh, the Biden Justice Department, expand what that means and allow them to turn you into a felon, not just ruin your reputation or ban you from social media, but prosecute you criminally uh, under federal law, that is an extremely dangerous process, including for lots of people who have different ideologies than these defendants. All right, um, Glenn, I want to talk to you about the um, the leaker. 
uh, of these top secret documents. Well, let me take a 60 second break and come right back with Glenn Greenwald. Uh, it's finally the end of the day. No more cares. No more worries. Nothing left for you to do. Everybody's in bed. Lights have finally gone out over the house and you're lying there with your head on the pillow ready for some sleep. And it's not coming. Thankfully, there's Relief Factor Sleep. Just like regular Relief Factor, you can take that for pain. This is Relief Factor Sleep. It's 100% drug-free. It does not whack you out. Um, it, I, I've taken melatonin before. I, I can't take any of the sleep stuff because I get up too early and it's just bad. Um, but I take melatonin. It really kind of, I don't know if it was more of my head than the melatonin. didn't seem to work for me all that well. This puts me to sleep and you do not feel it it is all natural feel the difference on your first night try a bottle it's 1995 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relax uh, relaxment uh, or let relaxation and uh, contentment as you drift away to a good night's sleep unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief it's relieffactor.com relief factor sleep 10 seconds, station ID. So let's talk about uh, the Teixeira case, which, it, uh, Glenn, it's just there's something wrong with this case. Um, and I know you've been following it. I've been following your uh, your uh, writings in your, your Twitter feed. Um I think we agree on a lot of this stuff. Let's start with the actual, um, uh, I, I, you can't even call it hacking, uh, but getting into the system that this 21-year-old kid uh, supposedly did. From every source I have that knows these systems, they say it's impossible for him to get the documents that he had uh, and just and get away with it for as long as he did. Now, if if that's true, uh, then and he did just get him, and he's working by himself. Then there's a bigger issue here. What's broken? And nobody seems to be talking about that. So let's take that one issue. Did he do this alone? Uh, did did he actually was he the guy all by himself? So I'll tell you what I know, and obviously I agree totally. There's a very strange case for so many reasons, um, and I think skepticism is warranted for every claim being made about it. When, you know, I think all of us are kind of inculcated to oppose the idea that people can leak top secret documents from the U.S. government on their own against the law because it seems like an irresponsible thing to do. Theoretically, it could put people in danger if it exposes the names of covert agents and the like. So all of us kind of just immediately when we hear someone leak classified top secret documents and think that doesn't sound like a good thing to do. The problem is twofold. Number one, our government abuses the secrecy powers it has in ways that are impossible to overstate. Yep. Almost everything our government does immediately gets stamped classified secret or top secret, which makes it a felony for anyone to disclose what our government is doing. When I worked on the Snowden documents, you know, I spent a year and a half going through hundreds of thousands of top secret documents, and the vast majority of them were worthless. They were banal. Right. Things right. even like, how do you get a parking credential or ask for vacation days got marked secret, and yep. that was illegal to leak. The other thing is, 
over a million people have access to the most basic kind of classified material. The same classification that he had. The same the same authority he had and nothing more. Millions. Right? And millions. So so how how can we even call these documents secret when you're making them available to a million or two million people who work, you know, not just within our government, but with all those corporations that are joined at the hip to the U.S. military state, like the Allen Hamilton and all those private contractors, Raytheon General Dynamics, they all have access to this gigantic database of things that are so supposedly so classified. In this case, though, there do seem to be some really sensitive documents that are marked top secret for good reason, including things like showing that Biden has deployed special forces on the ground in Ukraine, despite telling us that he wasn't doing that, that do raise questions of how a 21-year-old in the Massachusetts National Guard could possibly have gained access to these materials and then spent months putting them on the Internet without being detected, given that we all live in a U.S. surveillance state, let alone people who have this kind of a job that is very mysterious i agree okay so from what i've been uh told uh to dumb it down for me they said imagine a house he has the front he has the key to the front door but everything else is compartmentalized and you have to have a key to each door inside you just because you can get into the front house doesn't mean you can get into the you know into the uh, the safe uh, doesn't mean you can get into the liquor cabinet or any of the other doors around. He doesn't have any of those uh, codes or classifications to be able to get in to find these documents. And even when you do find them, you kind of or find the doors, as I understand it, you'll have a better understanding. You you can't just mill around and like, hey, here's a whole stack of documents. You kind of have to know where what you're looking for. Is that true or not? Yeah, that's a perfect meta. Yeah, that's a perfect metaphor. When I say there are you know more than a million people with access to classified documents, of course I do not mean that they have access to every classified document, right? So there's not a million people with access to say the nuclear codes, right? Or specific troop movements that the generals in in Ukraine are helping the Ukrainians engineer. Those are compartmentalized, and far fewer people have access to those. The higher you go up in the secrecy or sensitivity level. The issue, though, here is I really question how sensitive these documents actually are. Like I said, they don't contain the names of any covert agents. They, and, if you, and, and, and you have media outlets, the New York Times and the Washington Post, which on the one hand helped expose this kid. They found him. They hunted him down. Yeah, I, I, over the, seat, the FBI. Hang on. I want to take this piece by piece. Yeah. We're going to come back to that. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, and so now he's out of the way. And they are using this stash of documents. The Washington Post has branded them, you know, exclusive, the Discord leaks. And they're doling them out every day by doing reporting, which implicitly means there are things in these documents that are journalistically worthwhile, that are in the public interest to know. It's just very odd that they started off being leaked. And now suddenly the, the media outlets closest to the CIA and the Pentagon, the Washington Post and the New York Times, have exclusive control over them and are kind of doling them out in a way that the government seems very comfortable with. It's all about now promoting U.S. narratives as opposed to doing anything that actually exposes incriminating information about the Biden administration. That's what I find out about it. So do you believe this kid acted alone or there was somebody else involved with better uh, access 
um, that was pushing uh, some sort of a narrative that one they wanted pushed. Somebody wanted pushed, or is he just a just a stupid kid that did this and was like, I just want to be popular with my friends. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I, 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 whatever I say is somewhat speculative since I don't actually know, but my view is you would be surprised at how sloppy the U.S. government is with even pretty sensitive secrets. Remember, Edward Snowden was 29 years old when he walked out with a massive archive from the most sensitive agency, which was the NSA. Chelsea Manning was an army private and managed to send to WikiLeaks gigantic amounts of information. And it seems like what he did was photocopy documents that were laying on a table. I would not at all be surprised if there were other people working with him because, again, the way these leaks ended up happening seems to boost the U.S. agenda and not undermine anything the Biden administration is doing. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he was able to do this because the thing our government does with these classified documents is very reckless. Okay, um, so let's go to, and I've got about about 90 seconds, so we'll just be here one minute. We're just going to be able to uh, really kind of ask the question and begin, but um, I want to talk now about the media. It was Michael Isakoff who I think broke the story of who this kid was, right? Wasn't it, Stu? Was it Isakoff? Um, who, Isakoff has a long uh, story in uh, Ukraine, um, and I've never seen the media uh lead the manhunt it, it they they weren't following it seemed as though they were leading the manhunt for it it was very bizarre uh, i'd like to get your comments on the media uh and then the reaction of the government and putting in new spying techniques because of this emergency glenn greenwald joins us in a minute he is the uh, intercept co-founder and the host of System Update. You can follow him on a Substack, greenwald.substack.com, or G Greenwald on Twitter. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Whoever your cell phone carrier is, if they're one of the big guys, I can I can guarantee you two things they're not doing. One, saving you money. Two, donating to any kind of cause that you believe in, or just even lending their voice or just standing their ground and saying, no, you know, we're, we're, we're a business. Um, ditch the big boys. Will you go with a company like Patriot mobile? They are the only Christian conservative wireless provider. They stand for the bill of rights. That's what we have to stand for. What's worth conserving the bill of rights Patriot mobile right now, they work to fight for the bill of rights And they are in our own neighborhoods. 100% U.S.-based customer service team will make a switch easy. um, And you'll also save money. And you'll get the same service because they're on the same cell towers. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or you can call them. They're waiting for you right now. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Make sure you use the promo code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. More with Glenn Greenwald coming up.
Glenn Greenwald uh, joins us again. We're talking about uh, the the leaks that came from the uh, Air National Guard guy up in uh, uh, Boston. And I want to turn to the the media and their role in this. First of all, Glenn, kind of unrelated. If you had been lied to uh, and you were an innocent person, you really believed it because they convinced you. If you were if you had believed the whole Russia stuff and you had heard from all your sources, no, 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 it's true. When you found out that it was not only a lie, but they knew it to be a lie. Would you ever trust those sources again? Of course not. I mean, in fact, Glenn, you know, this is like something you learn in journalism on a one is that the highest duty of a journalist is to protect your sources. The only time that it's justified, not even justified, but actually required to expose your sources is when they purposely feed you lies, when they use you to deceive the American people by disseminating lies through your journalism. And yet all of these journalists who work in these big media corporations got constantly used and manipulated to spread outright lies during Russiagate, and they seem happy about it because it achieved the political outcome right. they wanted, and that's what these journalists are about. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're probably being fed the same stuff about this from the same people. Uh, and they seem to, you know, not expose the people who are sources that are um, are lying to them, but instead attack and and do all the work to find the guy who should be protected kind of as a whistleblower. I mean, I don't think he that's what his goal was, but I mean, that's the way it would have been treated before the press would have protected him, not hunted for him. We, as journalists, are really our only job, the reason why there's a press freedom guarantee in the Constitution is because we're supposed to be an adversarial force against the government, against the executive branch and all of its power by bringing transparency to it. So we rely on people like this, regardless, sometimes they have bad motives, but they still are the people who allow us to show the American people what the government is really doing. When the government is lying to people, these people enable us to get the proof and show that. These are the people we're supposed to cultivate and protect. The last thing you're supposed to do is go on a hunt and use Jeff Bezos' resources at the Washington Post or the Sulzberger families at the New York Times right. to do the FBI's job for them. And yet the, re- the reality is these media corporations serve the U.S. security state above all else. That oh. is their real ideology. There are leftists and liberals on culture war issues, but on these issues, it's the FBI, the CIA, the Pentagon. That's who they serve. So it's not a lack of curiosity. It is just, they're just in the bag. It, they, that is their main ideology. I okay. mean, all of Russiagate, which dominated our political culture for four years, came from those agencies. Right. Um, now, uh, the lack of curiosity drives me nuts. The Nord Stream pipeline. How, how, how wait, what? How do, we, who, who, how do we know where this leaker is, but we couldn't find out of probably 100 people who leaked the Dobbs case? And there's no curiosity about it. Um, you posted something the other day about Nashville that you had two retainer letters coming from two different uh, attorney firms in Nashville. Their job was to go to the uh, Nashville PD uh, and get the manifesto. They both backed out at the last minute. What what happened there? Yeah, I mean, why don't we have that manifesto? 
of showing what really motivated some maniac psychopath to go into a Christian school and murder three young children and three employees of that school when usually in these mass shooting cases, the media loves these manifestos if they get to blame right-wing pundits uh, or activists or journalists. But in this case, there's no interest in this manifesto on the part of the media. So we wanted to sue the FBI and the Tennessee law enforcement authorities to get it. And two major law firms that originally said they would represent us in doing that at the last minute backed out with very sketchy explanations about why. There's obviously a lot of political pressure to keep this hidden. So what are you doing about it? Are you finding others to represent you? Yeah, after I, you know, kind of went public and sounded the alarm, there were a couple of uh, firms in Tennessee, not in Nashville, notably, but in the middle of the state who are very, very good. He said they'd be happy to represent us, and now we've retained them, and we're moving forward with litigation, and we'll see whether we can wrench this document out of their hands. Uh, is that is that normal, that you have to fight for, like, a manifesto? Because everybody is like... I don't know if we should publish a manifesto. We don't want to spread it, blah, blah, blah. But I don't remember not being able to get one. Yeah, first of all, law firms are businesses, right? So usually if you call a law firm and you say, hey, I'd like to... Whoops, you there? We lost him. Oh, it's the Biden. They're happy to do it. And yet in this case, you know, they were like, no, uh, we can't. And exactly, usually we see these manifestos, and yet very strangely in this case, because of the politics, it's being hidden instead. This is, uh, with the attorneys, this is not unusual. I, I, oh, this must be four or five years ago. I had an attorney firm, one of the best in Washington uh, for freedom of speech, uh, and I'd had him for 20 years. We had fought cases together. We were working on a case. They dropped me. Of course, they got a new client. I think it was Google and a couple of others. But they immediately dropped me. And and I'm like, dude, what what's happening? They're like, uh, just, uh, you know, and between the lines, they were telling me we have other clients that is it's causing us friction to represent you. And I gave them a John Adams speech. But these these attorneys, what are they doing? You've got to stand up against the power. There doesn't seem to be a lot of spine even in our attorneys now. I mean, it gets back, you know, I used to be an attorney before I was a journalist, and it gets back to what we're talking about at the beginning, which is that the thing that always drove America was the spirit of dissent. It's like what drove our innovation and creativity, the idea of thinking differently, of breaking from the pack. Those those values were cherished, and they were protected under the Constitution, and now conformity and the requirement to sort of serve these political orthodoxies is so overwhelming and people seem very willing to submit to them because the punishments have been turned up for refusing to do so. I'm talking to the guys at the Daily Wire next hour. Somebody went in and hacked Matt Walsh's uh, email for the last 20 years. I mean, he was 16 20 years ago. Um, And they're saying they're going to, you know, release it all. The entire staff needs uh, private security. Uh, what's happening uh, with the left and how violent everything that the right is accused of uh, is is happening on an almost daily basis. And I I tell you, Glenn, I think that somebody's uh, some journalist is going to lose their life. And I don't mean journalists like the old school. I think people like you and me and Daily Wire and anybody who's standing up against 
anything or just for the truth, I, I, I worry about the people that are being wound up. The, the American left, the American liberal left, loves to believe they're the oppressed class, they're the victim, they're the ones who have the power. The reality is that is the hegemonic force in America. The institutions of authority are on their side, and they have such a righteousness as a result that they believe anything and everything they do in pursuit of their political agenda is justified censorship, lying, and even the use of violence, which is why Kamala Harris went to Nashville and didn't even meet with those families because they won't even condemn that person because anything done in the name of fighting the right or conservatism or dissidents, they regard as justified. It's frightening times. Um, Glenn, thank you for all your hard work uh, over the years. And uh, Always great to be with you. Yep, great to Absolutely. be with you. Glenn Greenwald. Um, you know, the... W- in talking about what's happening, because we have uh, Michael Knowles on with us in a few minutes. And, you know, what's happening is you're not forced uh, to look at evidence. You're being forced to comply. They don't ask for a conversation. These things are just introduced overnight, and you better deal with it. So... I mean, who who knew, in fact, CRT, uh, all of the transgender stuff, all of the, uh, you know, your kids can be taken away from you because they because they want to butcher themselves. All of this stuff happened overnight. It wasn't a slow drip, drip, drip. It was a slow drip, drip, drip for a long time. And then all of a sudden the water faucets were open overnight and we're all like, wait a minute, is this happening? It happened so fast that people in the media got away, at least for a little while, saying, this is just this is just Republicans making stuff up. That's not happening. Well, yes, it was. And now everybody knows. And they didn't bring it in and say, hey, let's discuss this. It was a demand and an outrageous one. And then when we say no, they accuse us of violence or cancel culture. It's not cancel culture. This is demand culture. They have torn down the statues. They are erasing history. They have uh, sullied good people's names. They've given evil people sainthood and saints they call evil. People like Karl Marx He loved the N-word and colonization as much as he hated Jews. What's not to like about the guy? So we vote with our wallet. We're not boycotters. Never have been. The left does. And now with like the Bud Light thing, you can't even vote with your wallet because that makes you a hater. Then what can you do? How can you express yourself? Well, that's the whole point. You can't. They're making demands. They're not asking for a conversation or come together. They're making demands. Today, this is what you will do. And you will submit. You will drop to your knees and worship them. So we talked about these black socialists here in Florida were arrested by our DOJ for coming out against the war in Ukraine. 
wait a minute, that's freedom of speech. What, what are you talking about? That's not inconsistent for those people. But you have to drop to your knees and worship them. They want you to hand over your children, your marriage, your patriotism, your history, your property, ultimately your life. Here's the difference between those kinds of people and the rest of us. I just want to be left alone. And I want justice and truth and I want all that. But I basically just want, just let me live my life. They want you to vanish from the earth. That's the difference. If they were alone in a room with, say, J.K. Rowling, do you not think that they would tear her limb from limb? Of course they would. Then they would shriek in our direction and accuse us of murder. It's not acceptable. It's not rational. It's not reasonable. And it will fail. Because truth always wins in the end. The only thing we have to do is know the truth, the verifiable truth, and stand by it. Back in a minute. If you haven't picked up your free copy of the Tuttle Twins, learn about the law yet. You really need to. I think it's over maybe tomorrow. They might go another week, but they usually don't. 99% of adults have no idea of the concepts taught in this book. This is a kid's book. Um, The easy way this book lays out a synopsis of some big ideas. You can be a college political science uh, student and and still benefit from this as well as a 10 year old this is so easy and so good the sale is going to be over with the Tuttle twins learn about the law it is going to come to an end I think it is tomorrow so time is running out you need to get the book into your kids hands it's free all you pay for is shipping there is also information on the website on how you can get the adult Bastiat version of this book for just a buck. It's a classic. Everyone should read it. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Today and tomorrow only. Just pay for shipping, get the book, learn how you can get the grown-up version for a buck. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I I, uh, I want to look into those uh, two guys in uh, Florida that have been arrested. They're black nationalist socialists, so they're not on my side at all. Most likely not on your side either. Um, they are, you know, they're Antifa types. However, the DOJ has just gone after them, and they are prosecuting them now for felonies, for memes and things they said about Ukraine. Meme felonies? Meme felonies. Is yeah. there a meme felony clause? It's in the I'm Constitution. Not... It is. Yeah. Is it yeah. on the back? Is it invisible It's on the ink? back. You need the special Ben Franklin glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Only uh, only Nicolas Cage can read it. Oh, okay. But they brought him in for this case. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, we, we have got to stand for people that we do not agree with. And I want to look into these guys. 
um, and see if there is any way to read this case fairly and say, oh, yeah, the uh, the DOJ is is right for doing this. Um, you can't start arresting people for what memes they uh, use and their political statements online. Can't do it. Uh, and we we really need to stand together on that. Be united. By the way, United We Pledge dot uh, org. Uh, you can go there now. United We Pledge dot org and get your tickets for the Mercury One American Journey Experience coming to St. George, Utah. It's about 50 percent sold out over a 10 day period. Uh, and from my understanding is most of the tickets are coming from out of state and all over the country. So people are coming all over the country. Uh, get your tickets now before it's too late. This is a game changing um, museum. It is something that we hope to have travel across the United States, but this one will decide whether that happens or not. The get your tickets now. America. Last night I walked off uh, stage 19, finishing the Wednesday night special, and my producer said, are you paying attention? Have you heard what's going on at Daily Wire? And I got the briefing that Matt Walsh, he, his email has been hacked into, and they have 20 years of his email. Uh, just so you know, 20 years ago, I think he was 16. You got anything you said at 16 that maybe you wouldn't want published on the front page? Yeah, yeah. So they just took all that. Uh, then at the same time that was going on, uh, Michael Knowles was at UPIT, I think, and police found an incendiary device they br- that blew up. Uh, the crowds were you know, basically chanting death to Michael. They burned him in effigy, and he had to be rushed out. Just another day, if you happen to believe in something that this administration or the popular culture doesn't believe in. So sick and tired of it. Uh, We want to talk to Michael Knowles. He's going to join us. Tell us what's going on in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about a young woman named Bianca. When she found out she was expecting her fourth child, all of a sudden there was a lot of pressure from her friends and her family to terminate the pregnancy. Thank God she found a preborn clinic. The ultrasound they provided and the love and compassion that came along with it gave her the strength to keep on going. And to celebrate her decision, the preborn clinic threw her a baby shower and continues providing help and support even after she gave birth. 
because it's not just about saving the baby, it's also about saving the mom as well. Enriching that family life and holding it together. They provide free ultrasounds and they continue to help for up to two years after the baby is born. I'd like to ask you to contribute to them. 28 bucks is what an ultrasound costs. It uh, changes the mind about 80% of the time of the mom who's going in for an abortion. She sees the baby, hears the heartbeat. About 80% of the time, she changes her mind. This is so worthwhile. Best 28 bucks you'll ever spend. If you would like to make a donation, just hit pound 250. Say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can visit preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. My good friend, Michael Knowles. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. I'm doing better than that effigy of me. Yeah. <laughs> Pleased to report. I am yeah. not on fire, totally alive. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to uh, reach out to you and, and everybody at The Daily Wire, let you know that our prayers are with you guys. We've been there, done that. We know what it's like. Uh, and anything we can do to help you on any front, Michael, let me know. No, thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate it because we're trying to take it in stride. This is just par for the course. But uh, it, it, the the attacks are increasing, especially oh. what they did to Matt. I mean, getting getting this guy's entire <laughs> private correspondence going back 20 years. And why? Why, Glenn? It's all because of this one issue. It's because we have had the temerity to say that boys can't really be girls and we shouldn't be pumping little kids full of hormones and cutting off their body parts. And because of this, the, the threats have gone absolutely through the roof. And I think it just exposes how ridiculous one of the classic lines from the left is, which is what the left always says is, why do you care? Why do you care so much if we pretend that men can really be women? Why do we care? Well, I don't think we're the ones who seem so fanatical about this and so obsessed. You're the ones hacking into people's cell phones. You're the ones throwing off incendiary devices. Call it what it is. It's an explosive at a, at a public debate over transgenderism, burning people in effigy. I don't think that we're the ones that started this fight. We're just trying to speak common sense and reason. And, and if you guys are so afraid of common sense and reason, that tells me this is exactly the fight that we've got to be in. So... Uh, Michael, you're you're in Nashville, <clears throat> which I told you you guys should have come to Dallas. But you're <laughs> you're in Nashville, where you had a shooter, and now you can't get the uh, uh, the manifesto from the Nashville police. Now, I mean, Glenn Greenwald tried to hire two firms. He finally got one. Two firms. They said they would represent him to get that released. And uh, they called back like an hour later and they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And it was all because of political pressure. Right. In defense of the Nashville police, I strongly suspect that they're not the ones that are holding this up. I, I strongly oh. suspect that the middle, the minute that federal government got involved, I think probably the political pressure is coming all the way down from the White House. Well, it's it's time for a good men to stand up and good women. Um, the the attacks that are coming on your on you guys. As I walked out of the studio last night, I just, I just thought, somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to die. 
Um, and it's I mean, we're entering a time of assassinations and we have, thank God, not had any of the stuff that was happening in the 60s. But that happened because of zealots. And we are seeing people that are so bat crap crazy that I'm afraid they're going to kill somebody. And this is exactly what the media has been saying is going to happen from the right. And we're damn close to it uh, here from the left. And the media are encouraging it. We should be very clear about that. This is why the media lied about what I said at CPAC when I said that for the for the good of society and especially for the good of the people who identify as transgender, we've got to eradicate this ideology because the ideology is false and it's really harming people. And if, if, if the media thought that what I said was so objectionable, they would have just printed what I said. Correct. But they know that pretty much everybody agrees with that. And so they lied and they said that I called to eradicate people. And I, I can't think of any explanations to why they would lie other than to to call for violence against us. And they've gotten what they've wanted. I mean, you're seeing these things increase. I always try to take this in stride and with a grain of salt. I think people mouth off on the internet all the time and they think they're a lot tougher than they really are. But but now we're seeing the fruits of this kind of a threat. And specifically on this issue, uh, we're, we're seeing people who are not in control of their reason. We're, t- we're mm-hmm. talking about people who are not the most rational. And so we might think, oh, people will come to their senses. They're mouthing off a little bit, but it's no big deal. Not on this issue. No, as, there's no sense. Anyone there's... who's dealt with it can, can see. Yeah, there's there's no uh, senses to come to uh, yeah. on this particular issue. And and the media, but also the administration, by having a group of children killed and then the vice president come to Nashville and sit with the family of the killer and not the children is is pretty remarkable. So if I am somebody who is in the transgender extremist movement and I feel like, you know, I can do anything you know, including kill people that just sent the message to me that I'm right. I'm right. This this was a message we just saw today. It came out from the Biden administration that days after the Nashville shooting, where all of the evidence seems to suggest that the transgender ideology played a role here. Obviously, it's transgender identified shooter targeting and killing Christian kids. Days after that shooting, the Biden administration through the EEOC sent out a message saying that increasingly trans people are at risk. They just will not give up the line. No evidence, no events can can dissuade them. And so the, the message is clear from the White House. The message is clear that we are behind this absurd ideology and you can do anything you want to defend it. Michael, what, what, where do you think this goes from here? I was just reading an old monologue from Rush Limbaugh today, and he said, uh, it's a, it, we're at the point of a national split. We, just, we don't have anything in common anymore. There are no root principles that we can be in common. And this, you know, this is before he died. Where are we? What's coming? When I was a student, I got to meet Justice Scalia. And we we asked him about certain basic issues in the country. At at the time, I think we were talking about marriage. And we said, can there be a federalist solution here on this issue? And the states just 
pick however they want to pick. And he said, while I love federalism and I love states' rights, there are certain issues that seem so fundamental that we we need to come to an agreement nationally. <laughs> Slavery would be an issue. Right. Uh, marriage, the fundamental building block of politics, would be one of those issues. And I think even more fundamental than that, of course, would be what a man is and what a woman is. If a nation cannot agree on that, then a nation cannot agree on anything on at all. Anything. We're seeing this play out right now in Colorado. Colorado has become a sanctuary state for transing the kids. And uh, I, I don't think this will remain a state issue. You, you've if we cannot communicate with one another, if, if our speech is no longer intelligible, then we cannot have a self-governing republic, the premise of which is that we can talk about issues, perceive the truth, and determine how we all want to live together. That is breaking down and accelerating before our eyes. I, I thought of two phrases um, yesterday from the founders. Franklin, a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. And the other, I think, was... Uh, John Adams, uh, this system is wholly unfit for an irreligious uh, and uh, um, what did he say? Immoral. People. Immoral people. I mean, yeah. I, I thought of both of those yesterday. And I thought, boy, that they're right. I mean, we have these freedoms, but if we don't have some governor on ourselves this is what happens. You have riots in the streets in in uh, Chicago, and nobody says anything. These are teenagers. If they don't learn now, they've got, you know, if they're lucky, another five years before they're shot, uh, you know, or the rest of their life to go. What, what are they going to be like when they're 40 if they make it? I'm so glad you brought up the John Adams quote because a lot of people misunderstand it. I think a lot of people think, that that John Adams quote is just a nice platitude about how you should go to church and no. we should all be nice to each other. What, what John Adams is saying here is, is he's simply describing a fact about the republic. He's, he's just observing that if a people does not have a shared understanding of, the, of what's good and bad and right and wrong and true and false, if we do not make a conscious effort to pursue the good and to avoid evil, this is a basic basic requirement of statecraft, mm -hmm. then the republic will break down. And that's just a fact. You can rely on it like any other scientific fact. And now, unfortunately, we, we appear to, to be proving that right through our own experiment. I sense with some, I hope, uh, I hope this is correct. And I hope you're sensing it too. I am sensing a, a deeper understanding from the right on uh, how fast this can fall apart on us, how close we are, um, and how meek and humble and peaceful we need to be. I, I, I've been afraid of the right striking out, but I'm, I'm only afraid of the lone person like the trans shooter. Um, I'm only afraid of that one crazy out there. I think that we're starting to understand uh, the right is that we're dealing with evil. The, our, our enemies are not our neighbors. It's evil. And it's, it's almost like the entire nation is possessed. It is. I don't know how you can describe it, especially when we're talking about an ideology that tells you to hate your body and sterilize yourself. I mean, right. And hate your neighbor. 
and hate your neighbor and hate your country and, and be destructive and burn things down. You're, you're so right, though, Glenn, on people waking up and, and seeing how quickly this can happen. I'm, I'm reminded of that Ernest Hemingway quote from The Sun Also Rises when he's asked how he went bankrupt. And he says, gradually, then suddenly. Yes. Uh, things can slowly decline for a while, but then once you cross a certain threshold, once we no longer know what a man is or a woman is, once we no longer know what our country is, things can d- decay very quickly. It's happened many times before in history. We are not magically immune to that. If we don't make a conscious, concerted effort to preserve our society, our community, we're going to lose it. I said it years ago. I said, this is all going to build up and then it's going to just come like a thief in the night. And you'll have so many friends that will say, when did this happen? Right now. Right now is when it's happening. You weren't paying attention. But it, it's been happening for years. And uh, you chose not to look at it. So don't come surprised. You just chose not to look at it. And I think that's the choice a lot of Americans are making. But I'm glad. I think there are more Americans that are saying, wait, I I should probably pay attention to what's going on here uh, and are getting more and more involved. Michael, thank you. And and also, I want to thank you as a uh, as a non-Catholic, but thank you as a Catholic for standing up for your faith, um, being a great representation of your faith. I've heard you recently call for peace and, uh, you know, all of the teachings of Jesus. And I just can't thank you enough, Michael. I'm proud to call you a friend. Well, thank you, Glenn. I I appreciate that. And uh, the feeling is mutual. And let's just let's just pray as uh, that's largely what we can do uh, right now. Let's pray that there is uh, a happy solution to what is now an, an urgent and increasingly dire problem. Thank you very much. God bless to everybody. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Getting yourself and your family out of debt has always been important, but I think you'll agree, a little more critical now than ever. Whatever is coming down the pike at us, it is racing pretty fast, and you don't want to be saddled with a bunch of debt when it gets here. Uh, Especially if it is credit card debt, you got to get out of the variable interest rate business. Um, credit cards, that rate is going to go through the roof, uh, and then they're going to tighten credit. They already are starting to cre- uh, tighten credit. They're saying that there is a a credit crunch that people are going to start to feel soon. Get out of those high-interest credit cards and make it something more manageable. If you're at 21%, imagine the difference at 5%, and you can pay them off. American Financing, a family-owned mortgage company, they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. See if this is right for you. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, uh, you know, we're going to do our, our Friday, Good News Friday. And I think our next guest, we should move to tomorrow because it's such great news. I got, I, I got two or three pieces of great news just yesterday. And I mean great news. 
Um, and I can't wait to share it with you. There's one thing that is, I mean, we all stood around when we were talking about it and we were mind blown. We were like, wait, wait, and what else? Wait, and this too? It's, uh, some really good news. That'll be on good news Friday tomorrow. Mm, Stu joins me for that, which he's always, he's like Eeyore. I am. <laughs> that's that's an so interesting that exactly summary. What, <laughs> isn't that exactly what Eeyore would say? I am. I am. Uh, by the way, Michael's book, uh, Speechless, which came out, I don't know, a year or so ago, is, is quite good. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting read. And a lot he's of a really it, smart guy. Very smart. And the his focus a lot in the book is about language and how important it is. And how a lot of times we, we seed ground in that world without realizing it's not solely in the world of language you've you've said this for years and years you control the language control the argument yeah and we often you know just kind of accept these liberal progressive changes in language and sort of adopt them often mockingly we mm-hmm. kind of just go along with it and we laugh at it for a while and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's just there it's there i mean you, you, I mean, you read about, these stories like from the new york times over the past couple of days talking about gender affirming care and you you'd, you'd think as if no one in history had ever disagreed with this concept that right. you could just switch genders at the, at the snap of a right. fingers and it's it you know they they started with the slow boil of no there's a difference between uh gender and sex what I've never, wait, what? Gender? What are you talking about? Uh, and uh, gender is fluid. No, 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 it's not. No, no. And it's, so it's, you know, we, when you're making the case uh, to people about this, I'm not against transgenderism. I'm not against transgender people. I am for the truth. Right. That's what I'm for. I, I you know, if this were all true, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I would say, okay, well, all those things are true. I don't agree with the behavior or whatever, but we could agree that it was at least true. Now, is it helpful and healthy to embrace it? That's another discussion. This is, no, it's true, and you will admit that it's true. I'm fighting for the truth. I'm not fighting against anybody. I am fighting for the verifiable scientific truth. If you lose that, you got nothing left. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Warren Buffett said last ne- last week, we are not through with bank failures. And the Fed is also saying we're likely to see a recession this year. You know, usually uh, Warren Buffett's not the guy that I say, you think so, uh, too. But uh, Warren, you think so? Welcome to the party. Uh, every day you see the dollar being devalued further and further. The centralization is taking place right now. Don't listen to these people on TV and these uh, talking heads and politicians. Read the words of the Fed. Read the the words of the presidential uh, dictates. Read what uh, the Central Bank of France just said this week. What do you have to protect yourself 
from any kind of currency change or default or anything. You've got it all in dollars. You're going to be sorry for that. Please consider spreading it out with Goldline at goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. Every single one-tenth ounce of gold coin or bar acquired this week, you're going to get a free silver bar at no additional cost. Goldline.com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. Still, I'm having a having a hard time figuring this one out. On Wednesday, yesterday, Washington Times reported that starting May 1st, oh wow, that's right around the corner, Americans purchasing a new home or refinancing their existed mortgage, existing mortgage can expect to pay higher mortgage rates and monthly fees if they have a higher credit score. <laughs> Wait. What? That's a so, fundamental reversal of all economic theory. You okay. want to make the people who have the better credit scores pay the higher rates? Yeah, no. Mm. They're going to have you pay a higher rate and higher monthly fees because you have a higher credit score. Americans with lower credit scores and smaller <laughs> down payments are going to be given better rates. So basically, up is down and down is up. Or stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Sure. Redistribution of wealth. Let me ask you this. Look, I haven't put too much thought into this, but let's throw out a, a possible issue mm-hmm. that could be associated with this. What would your incentive be to maintain a high credit score if what it was going to do was to punish you with higher rates? Why would you pay mm-hmm. your bills on time mm-hmm. if the incentives reversed from where they are now are you either white or are you a a gay hermaphrodite black trans lizard what's my incentive of remaining white (laughs) if i can just change perhaps i should go to that second Mm -hmm. choice which was too long for me to remember all the details of so uh i you know it's weird because This is what I'm trying to figure out. Wasn't there something like this that happened 2004, 5, 6, and 7 where they Mm. were... Okay. They were incentivizing. <laughs> they were incentivizing banks mm-hmm. to give loans to people who couldn't really afford the houses. Yeah, although at least in that case, they they weren't punishing the people who were paying their bills. <laughs> yeah, right. Like oh, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. just handing out mortgages to people no. who did not qualify for them, Look, and that caused the economic crisis. If you don't understand the concept that socialism and all of this stuff is just it's not going to make anybody happy we're all going to be equally miserable okay you won't own anything this is how it begins you're taking away through now a different kind of tax how do how do they even pass this how does biden even get this done it's crazy and when you say 
pass this. Yeah, not pass. What does that mean? Yeah, pass nothing. it. Nothing. Pass it would, yeah. would signify there was a vote by elected representatives yeah, I'm sorry to, to make this you. occur. That's not what happened, of course, because no. that's not how we do things these days. Right. So I'm sorry that I misled you on thinking <laughs> that it was some constitutional <laughs> way of, of getting this Understandable done. Understandable misstatement there. Yeah. Okay. So we have that story. Then I have... An IRS supervisor has told lawmakers that he has information that suggests the but this is from the Wall Street Journal suggests the Biden administration is improperly handling the criminal investigation into President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and is seeking whistleblower protections. The letter sent to Congress on Tuesday says a career Internal Revenue Service criminal supervisory special agent has information that would contradict sworn testimony by senior political appointees. The supervisor also has information about a failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest in the ultimate disposition of the case. The supervisor has details that show preferential treatment. No. Wait, I, did I read that wrong? The IRS... This whistleblower says is showing preferential treatment to Biden's son. Hmm. Huh. No. Preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions and protocols that would normally be followed by career law enforcement professionals in similar circumstances if the subject were not politically connected. The letter says the supervisor has been overseeing an ongoing and sensitive investigation of a high-profile, controversial subject since early 2020. He doesn't name that person, but the investigation as at issue is Hunter Biden. So we're now going to see another whistleblower, and thank God, if this guy's telling the truth, thank God. That there are some people that are blowing the whistle on this. I mean, you just can't have, uh, you know, two two uh, justice systems. Can't do it. By the way, do you hear the ATF director yesterday? Do we have this cut by any chance? The ATF director uh, was, uh, no, we don't. ATF director was asked if he could define uh, an assault weapon. <laughs> okay. Just do I want to, we can't you, even get a woman at right at this point. They're not going to be able to do an assault weapon, right? Uh, can you can you just uh, tell us what uh, uh, what a, a assault weapon uh, is? Can you do that? You know, keep it short, fifteen seconds. Uh, he said, uh, hmm. uh, "Well, I'll tell you, um, I can go shorter than fifteen seconds because uh, you know, if Congress wishes to take me up on that." I think uh, Congress will have to do the work, uh, but there would, uh, you know, we would be there to provide technical assistance. Can you tell me what the hell you're even talking about? He <laughs> He's says, over 15 seconds already. Yeah, he says, well, I, unlike you, am not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be. Wow, hold it just a second. So the head of the ATF, can't define it. Not enough of an expert. Maybe he's more of an A and T guy. 
You know, maybe yeah, he doesn't get to the F all that often. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. he's been focusing. Maybe he's been drinking a lot. Maybe he's maybe an he's alcoholic. Hammered. Right. Yeah. Maybe. And he, they're like, That's how get, get the, the alcoholic to get the, get the gig. Here he is. Uh, as a gun owner uh, of many different types and a 20-year military veteran, I have some expertise in weaponry uh, and self-defense weapons. What could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So... so if As, you go after 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, so. so so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work. But we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be, but we have people at ATF who can talk about uh, uh, velocity of firearms, what damage different kinds of firearms cause. So that whatever determination you, you chose to make would be an informed one. Oh, okay. So there is no real definition. It's it's it goes beyond black gun bad. Okay, all right, but we can make it up. Kind of like, can you define a woman? Well, no. I mean, I'm not an expert on that. I'm not an expert on that. You know, I'm I'm not a doctor, so I couldn't describe you know what a woman is in any way, shape, or form. It really kind of depends on you know how we define that. Oh. Okay, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. Assault weapon. They, they were not, no, they're modern sporting rifles. And when I say modern, when's the last time you heard anyone use the word modern? Right? Nobody's like, oh, it's very modern. You know why it's called the modern sporting rifle? Because it was <laughs> out in the 1950s. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. It's, I can't remember which paper it was. It was the Washington Post or the New York Times. Or one of the one of the big mainstream publications did this like thing about like we're going to show you ads for the AR-15. We're going to show. Let's go back and look at how they've advertised this product. And like the idea was to show you, of course, that like they are advertising it as a killing machine. You know, it was one of these type of things. And they had a What the hell is a gun if not a killing machine? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of buying that. If I, if I go in and I buy a gun for my own protection or I'm going deer hunting and it doesn't kill the object I need to stop, I think then I could actually sue the firearm maker. Right. It does not mean you're going out to try to kill people. The point of it is, of course, if you need to because someone's attacking you, it will work in that fashion, right? Correct. So they go through this uh, long series of ads going back to, you know, the very uh, early days of in 1950s. You said 1960s. It was 1950s. Um, they have uh, all the way back to 1957 was the first prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go back to the first ad they show. And what have you heard about the AR-15 all this time? It's a weapon of war, right? Mm-hmm. It's a weapon of war, weapon of war. And we keep right. saying, no, that's not how it was developed at all. The first ad they cite, a superb hunting partner, Colt's new AR-15 Sporter. It is exactly what we've been saying this entire time. They're trying to prove that over time, the AR-15 ads went from a, a hunting situation into, oh, the brutal murder people. Uh, but like, <laughs> again, like they don't even prove that, of course. Obviously, right. there's a hundred ways to go on the story. But like, they've been telling us forever this was developed as a weapon of war in their own publication. They're showing the ads saying it is designed for hunting. 
they've been saying you don't need an AR-15 to hunt. They just showed us the initial ad <laughs> in 1960 freaking four about a modern sporting rifle, a superb hunting partner. If you're a hunter, a camper, or a collector, they go on and on. If you're ready for a new hunting adventure, this is them. This isn't us saying what, this. Wait this a is minute. What wait saying. a minute. What are you hunting? Maybe you're hunting, you're hunting your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate hunt with an AR 15. Now back to Leave It to Beaver. Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Michael. He lives in Arizona. He wrote in about his experiences with a relief factor. He said, uh, I've never had experience with a product that has made such a huge difference in my life and the way I feel. I had daily headaches due to stiffness from hard work and, and just getting older. But you have completely made those disappear with relief factor. I feel 20 years younger. Relief Factor has absolutely changed my well-being, and I recommend it to anybody who has aches and pains. Thank you so much. Michael, I'm glad that you wrote in, and I'm glad you tried Relief Factor. I beg you, just try it. If you're in pain and you've given up on everything else, just try it, please. It's a, it's an, in, um, I keep thinking inflation, uh, ibuprofen inflammation thank you uh you can tell where my mind is it's an inflammation uh reducer and that's the cause of a lot of our pain and a lot of our disease as well it's good to get it under control and this really uh helps unlike for me at least ibuprofen uh try relief factor relieffactor.com 1-800 the number four relief get the 1995 three-week quick start relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference this is the glenn back program Well, it was, it was good to see that uh, Fetterman was uh, back at work. Um, you know, it's, it's been a while, been a while. Uh, but, uh, you know, he immediately went to work as the chairman of a committee. Don't even care what committee it is. A chairman of a committee, a guy who we all know they announced he can process things, but he can't handle chaos, crosstalk. It all that's the guy with the gavel. Order, order, order. That he has it now. And again, what he I would say he's been at work for 3 months, but of course he didn't show up to almost all of those days. Well, he was depressed. Right. So, okay. Maybe day 1 doesn't come back into uh into committee to run a, the farm bill, which is by no, the way, the last the best person to run the farm. Bill. We are going to have a tractor in every pot and a chicken in every garage. <laughs> that is what we will wind up with if he yeah. does this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The I good mean, thing though, look, if we could just get him to be assisted by Feinstein. Oh yeah, I that's mean, a, it's a dynamic duo. What's the difference between him and Feinstein? 
Come on. Come on. I don't. Come on. It's a no brainer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, We do have audio Uh, of him coming back. This is big. uh, His big return. Okay. Do we want to hear some of this? Yeah. It's pretty good. There's a gavel. I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate subcommittee and Mm. food and nutrition, especially crops, organics and research to order. Chairwoman Stevenow and Ranking Member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. He's not looking, looking up at all, by the way. No, you he's for your leadership on this committee, and mm-hmm. I look forward to Every working word. with you to pass a farm bill. Farm bill. Mm-hmm. Farm bill. A farm bill that works for small far- farmers, mm-hmm. rural communities, and hungry Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would also like to thank my ranking member, Senator Braun. Mm. I look forward to working Good. closely with you. Good delivery of that line. SNAP Can you is imagine? one of the most effective <laughs> programs to fight hunger and Stop. poverty. And Can you imagine awful. awful people actually having knowledge? I'm not saying anyone in the room has mm. this, but knowledge of farming and what needs to be done. And you've worked your ass off for, you know, oh. 20 years and this guy comes in, and you're sitting at the table with him going, and farm stuff for corn. <laughs> You'd be like, what the hell? What the hell? Right. And even take out the fact that the man had a stroke and obviously isn't capable of communicating with human beings. He, what is he known for? He was a small town mayor. No, no, and, those work out well. And he's known for wearing hoodies. And sh- gym shorts. What the hell does this guy know about farming? Are you kidding me? Look <laughs> what a small town mayor can do in, let's say, transportation. Mm, yeah, I guess I guess maybe you're right on that one. At least Pete Buttigieg actually had to fix potholes. Do you remember when we used to look up to people and go, wow, that person is accomplished? Yeah. Now we look in and we're like, always. how did they get that job? And to get to that job that you're talking about is overseeing a bill that will exceed $1 trillion. Oh, my. The Glenn Beck Program.